Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 128 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. Hello, Logan. Hello. Are you going to ask how I am? How are you? I'm cheerfulless. <laughs> I, I was going to say, oh, well, forget it. I know you're probably digging out from some snow and everything else, but. Ice. Ice, ice, baby. Okay. Let's see. A little housekeeping here. Definitely want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. And of course, a shout out to Kyle Katz and Tim Mozzie for the YouTube comments. If you, uh, we read them, so uh, so leave them, and um, we'll give you a shout out as well. So we appreciate everybody who's been watching the videos the last couple mm -hmm. weeks. If you haven't got a chance to view, but we selected the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR, that I guess it was two episodes ago. Uh, we've asked everybody to kind of take a look and let us know what we got right and got wrong. So um, I appreciate all the comments there. So, but we have a great show today. We have the Bush class coming up, so we're going to talk about that, get some predictions. Another segment, we're going to how to save $3,000, $1,000, or $1,500 to $3,000 and not falling for a fake 88 Max Earnhardt and the tail, sale, tail signs for that. We're going to talk about 2005 Formula One Lewis Hamilton. We have one at Golden Auction, so we're going to take a look at that, look at some previous ones. And Golden has some pretty cool... Auctions coming up. And then, of course, the uh, cornerstone of the, of the show, the King's Court. So got a lot of stuff uh, going on here today. So, Yeah, we got a, a few hidden features in there, too. <laughs> that, that we'll talk about that Val didn't mention. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we want everybody <laughs> to watch the show. No, skip, skip to this part, that part. Well, I'll also include, if you look in the description, I'll have chapter searches for the different part so you can fast forward i know you're not going to want it you're going to watch the whole show but if you're strapped for time you can use the chapter searches but anyway we're getting closer to the season nascar season starting so we have the xfinity xfinity sorry camping world truck series starting uh that's going to be february friday february 17th and that's going to be at Daytona International. That's an extra energy 250. So we're a few weeks away from that. And of course, the Xfinity race, also race number one, beef. It's what's for dinner 300 at Daytona International Speedway. And that's going to be Saturday, February 18th. But over in the Cup Series, they're not, they're starting, I guess they're starting the season, but they're not starting. It's not a points race. But the next race, the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum, Los Angeles Coliseum, 8 p.m., February 5th. We're getting started here. So. This is going to be the second year that, that they've done this. So, yeah, I hope it stopped raining there so they can pave everything. <laughs> I think it has. I hope so. And uh, I don't know if you want to stop here and make some predictions who you think is going to win. Uh, Joey Logano was our winner last year, if I remember right. Yes. I'll make my bold prediction. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the second place finisher from last year, Kyle Bush. And the reason I'm going with him, one of the reasons, of course, you know, he's, he's one of the all time greats anyway, but. Also last year, Austin Dillon finished third in a children's car. So Kyle Busch is in the children's car. Children's car did good last year. So, you know, putting those two things together, I think that Kyle Busch is going to, you know, finish one position higher than last year, and he's going to win the, the, the Bush Light Clash. Very nice. Very nice. I think it's you have to be super aggressive for this race because it's a whole lot, whole lot of cars and a little space if I remember right from last year. So 
I'm going with somebody who is got to be aggressive, and so definitely Doris Ross Chastain. Oh, I was thinking about that. I, I was, I thought about that because of what happened at at Martinsville, and you know they outlawed the hail melon now. He can't do that anymore. Exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, I think you know if you if you put these guys him in a um, in a cage, or whatever, watch out. He'll uh, do whatever it takes to win. I like your like your pick, but I'm gonna you know we'll see if he's up front if he's anywhere up front. I think he's plowing through wherever he needs to to get uh, the win here. So we'll see if he can make it to the final heat in you know or the final you know right. So do you have a dark horse? Uh, my dark horse would be actually Brad Kozlowski. That's not bad. I mean, I like old Brad K. I think I think he could he could pull it off. Uh, I think Roush was coming along last year towards the end, so I think that, that's not a bad choice. My dark horse, go figure. And for those of you who regularly watch the show or listen, I'm going with Ty freaking Gibbs. It's my dark horse. That's a, that's a good one, too. Uh, he'd definitely be aggressive, so we'll see. He will be aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing more you can say about that. So. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. So, so we got the, the Bush class, so a little Saturday night racing there. So it's going to be awesome to have that back. And just to finish up the Formula One, they're not racing until uh, March 5th. So we have some time to go for there. So we'll have almost a whole, I guess, a few weeks of NASCAR before we get Formula One. And then over IndyCar, again, they start at the same March 5th. So we got a few weeks for that. So I'm looking looking forward to uh, watching that Bush class. So Yeah, me too. I can't wait. It's going to be cool. <laughs> and one of the things we talked about... Um, was uh, we saw some more 88 Earnhardt, Max Earnhardt's um, for sale. And, you know, again, we try to ed- educate here at NASCAR Radio, trying to get some information out. And um, when it comes to the 88 Max, uh, some folks might know, might not know. And we actually ran into a few of these at the National armed with some information. You know, we saw a few, but um, found out that, you know, they were not... Uh, they were fake, even though they were in graded holders. So it's not even if they're raw, they could be in graded holders because there was a time where PSA was grading these before they knew about the how to tell the difference. And then they actually stopped grading these for, I don't know if it was a year or, or a little more than a year until they figured it out and then started to grade them again. So there was a time before that that you, you could actually find them in graded holders. So. Yeah, and these are the ones we we saw at the the national. The one that was in the PSA holder, the the guy we told him, you know, we hate to tell you this, but your card, this Earnhardt card, is fake. And uh, he you know he was surprised. He was like, oh, I had no idea. You know, I, I guess I need to take it out of my case. And we kind of left it at that. And then the one with the Jim grading, the guy goes, uh, I other people have told me that uh, that they think this is fake too. And uh, we told him, we said, yeah, it's definitely fake. I mean, there's, you know, and we we tried to educate him on it and uh, he didn't take it out of his case. In fact, he was still trying to sell it. And the one I remember, he said, that's why he had the low price on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lower price. And I think what he was trying to do was get his money back. So anyway, it was, uh, it was interesting to find these two at the national, the, 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 the the guy that, uh, I've got Siri wants to join in. Yeah, Siri wants Siri knows it's fake too. And you know what? I'm turning I'm turning off my iPad here. 
I love it. We got to get Siri on the show. No doubt. So, but anyway, but anyway yeah. yeah, the, uh, but, but we went back with the guy who had the one that was graded by PSA and he still had it in his case too. So, I mean, I, I get that you might've gotten taken by these things, but you need to do the right thing and take them out of your case and not try to sell them as, as real cards. Well, the only thing I could say is that you have some kind of protection if you buy a PSA. True. Right? PSA has, they will buy it back if it's in their holder. So I've, yep. I, I'm pretty sure that's still the standard. It's been for years. I've actually seen it, uh, seen them or, you know, reported some auctions. This was years ago, 1989 Winter Circle. There's some counterfeits of that too but they were kept on popping up on on ebay and then i educated psa on it and then eventually they stopped showing up on ebay so somehow some way they they got these so there is some recourse if you buy it's in the psa holder it hasn't been tampered so uh the gem you're just out of luck yeah you're, that's you're, why you're... That guy... <laughs> yeah so uh again so let's get to it so here you got two psa graded Dale Earnhardt 1980 Max. One of these is counterfeit, and one of them is real. You know, that's the front, and that's the back. On the front, basically around that black circle 88 Max, there that Max logo, there's actually some printing defect. You can see there on the screen that there's that extra semicircle i guess it is and it's not present on the bottom one that's the real one and the top one is the counterfeit so if you have a loop and you're at the show whatever or you're at somebody's offering for sale you can uh, see that under magnification uh, there's some other tales too but this is one of the easier ones to spot and then if you flip it over to the back thank goodness the counterfeiters couldn't spell cannapolis or they add an extra <laughs> Some extra letters there. Yeah, Canepolis. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was cheerful with this. <laughs> Got you. All right. <laughs> yeah. So these two quick ways will show you if it is real or not. So if you have access to you know Google or whatever, you can find out how to spell Canapolis, North Carolina. Or if you just remember it doesn't have an extra L <laughs> in there. So but yeah. that, could, that could save you in a pinch. Like I said, uh, you know, these are going for a thousand, a few thousand dollars. So, and, and also notice that I've noticed on all the ones that I, I have seen that are fake is the blue ink on the back is, is much darker than the blue ink that Max used. Right. But, you, you know, you need to have one, a good one to compare kind of. A, exactly. Because if you don't have one to compare, you really don't know. Yeah. Also, where it says the top 10, that is not aligned, right? As you can see, there's like I said, there's a few different tales, but if you just remember those two, or just that the Canapolis is misspelled, and if you have a loop, you can check that front. Uh, yeah, the, the ink's darker, and there's some other parts as well, but uh, that will save you some money at, at a show. Mm -hmm. And if you notice where it says born 429.52, look at the spacing difference on that too, between the yeah. top and the bottom. So, in, in the font, the font is slightly different. Yeah, it looks mm. like it's a bigger font on the fake. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of telltale signs. Go go back to the front, and we can show them the uh, the the blue line on the bottom too. So if you look at the bottom of the blue line that's you know around Dale Earnhardt's picture, you'll notice that the one on the left 
is the legit one and, and it's it's the same width of, of line that goes all the way across till it hits the max 88 race cards tire but if you look at the one on the right you notice it go it goes from being thinner to getting thicker once it hits the the 88 max race cards logo tire so that's another way to tell so there's several ways to tell they they did a fair job on, on counterfeiting this but you know they didn't do good enough well thank goodness they couldn't spell exactly but yeah, I've, I've actually got one of these in a PSA 10. Uh, that's that's still it's a fake one. I bought it years and years and years ago for a price less than what they're going for now, of course. But I still got it. Uh, I just use it as an example to show people. I think you got a nine too. I have a nine, and yeah, because I was buying them back then, and you know, I didn't know the difference, and you know, I got I got taken. I'll be I'll admit it. I mean, I just didn't know because I had never seen the real one. So I didn't know I have anything to compare it with. So I just thought, you know, it's in a PSA holder. Hey, it should be legit. But it just goes to show you that not all of them that are in holders are legit. So you gotta, you still have to watch out. Yep. All righty. Moving on. We did see. Oh, I'll show you real quick. If you want to see mine, here's, here's, here's my PSA 10. But the telltale sign, is, of course, is on the back. If it'll focus. Uh, I'm just trying to see if it'll focus. My camera will autofocus. But it doesn't look. There it goes. You can see where it says Canapolis on the back. So this one's definitely fake, but it is a PSA 10 and a PSA holder. Yep. So nothing against PSA because they didn't know either. And I didn't know I wasn't educated enough. And that's why we're showing this to you guys now. So you won't get taken when, you, when you're looking to buy one of these cards. Exactly. There you go. We saw our um, friends of the show got some TTMs back of... And one of them was of Kale Yarborough. Yeah, Joe Venuto. So shout out to Joe. Yeah, he got some TTMs through the mail. And, uh, of course, he sent off to Kale Yarborough. And as you can see, Kale is now signing with a C and a Y. And it also looks like it's a little bit smaller than what the way he normally signs his name. So I, I hate to say it, but I, I'm afraid that Kale may be having some some medical issues. And I hope he's okay because this, you know, I don't want to see anything happen to any of my heroes because he's one of my favorite all-time drivers and he's definitely one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history. And, uh, you know, seeing that, it uh, gives me a little cause for concern. Yeah, we're all getting older. Yeah, we are. And, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, when Fred Lorenzen started, you know, when he started getting dementia. He started signing his autograph, you know, very, very small. And that's kind of what it looks like to me with Kelly Yarbrough. So, I'd, you know, prayers and thoughts to him for good health and hope he's okay. Uh, but we just wanted to show you that, that he looks like he is having some some issues, unfortunately. Yeah, we've, we've been collecting autographs here for these guys for a while. So we kind of noticed when, when uh, they're changing because he used to personalize everything as well. Yeah, because he was afraid everybody would try to sell his autograph. So, and I've got some to Logan, Kelly Yarbrough. I got a bunch of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but um, so we just wanted to show uh, that. And then uh, let me see if I get up another screen here. I think this is it. Is that it? Oh, yes. By yep. the way, Joe Benuto's uh, handle on Twitter is I didn't buy these. If you want to be friends with him. I shared the wrong one. That was uh, Lewis Hamilton. That was one that's already closed. That was basically $39,000 for $39.6,000 for the 2005. Can you see that screen? Okay. Yeah, it's coming through. So wrong one again. Okay. 
so we'll click on here. So we can see right now that it's at $10,000. We got almost um, over six days. It's at currently at 10,000. Like I said, the last time it sold, it sold for 39.6 thousand. So we'll keep an eye on that. This is the 2005 formula card. These are the ones that came out of the magazines. And this is a, a Mint 9. I think there's Papa 2 of this one. So this is an F3. So that's that's pretty cool. And a, pretty much his first trading card. So so we think. <laughs> yeah, well, we we have we thought the 2005 was it, and uh, then that 2005 popped up, and that's kind of taken a beating. But this auction also has a PSA eight. Its current bid is two thousand one hundred dollars. Again, it's got six days, twenty two hours left with seven bids. Uh, and actually, in prepping for the show. Uh, I was looking at some of the previous. So uh, what did I say? That's at that's at uh, twenty one hundred. And uh, also, I don't know if you saw this um, Juan Fangio. What how do you say? I kind of knew. And as soon as you say it, Juan, Juan Manuel Fangio. Yeah. Yes, him. Uh, I love that card. That's pretty. It's at uh, eleven hundred. Yeah, that may be the steal right there. That card. Yeah, we still got six some days, so we'll have to come back to this auction, but uh, and see see six. Yeah, so next next time it'll be it'll be finished. Next time we do our show, so. But we did wanna we did look through our archives uh, for that 2005, and back in April, the uh, PSA closed for a hundred and one thousand dollars. Yeah, that was a pretty stout price. And it looks like with buyer's premium, it was $121,200. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't include the premiums on, on that. So we're, we're so we're looking at uh, 101 but then we had two in November. So we go from 100 Again, these are all PSA 8s. So this is not apples and oranges. This is apples, apples, and apples. Mm-hmm. So we go from 101000 to November 5th. At eleven thousand for an eight, and then only a few days later, uh, on the twenty-sixth, it goes back up to get to a thirteen thousand uh, dollar bid. So I'm curious to see where this uh, two thousand and what is it, two thousand six, where um, it lands. So does that does that certain number match any of those? Uh, it does not. I think we looked. Uh, that's fourteen sixty-eight. That's fifty thirty-six and nine seven seven two. And I'm on the other screen. And this one ends in thirty-six thirty-six. Okay. So yeah, this was this was not or has not been resold. So this is new. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's gone down basically eighty over eighty percent, probably closer to ninety percent. Yeah, I'm sure those formula cards did not help it at all. No, it didn't. <laughs> uh, but even then, like we we've seen a drop in those too, right? So it went from uh, that last one was um, 39. I thought there was another one. There's uh, I don't know if it was a 10, but it went for a lot too. So we will keep an eye on this and report back next week. We'll see where the market is for these. Uh, you know, still pretty rare card. I don't know what the pop is, but like I said, we'll kind of get a pulse here. I mean, we're, the economy is definitely not the way it was a year and a half ago. So No, definitely not. Uh, I'm afraid it's going to go for a pretty low price compared to what we're seeing here. 
We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. So, and we, and you know, again, you don't want to miss it. We'll report back. So, uh, the only place in the world you can get this kind of information. So, curated for everybody. Indeed. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do we have anything else as we go through our our list already? Um, I just got a couple of things I'd like to mention okay. real quick. New that are newsworthy. Um, for those of you who are going to the national this year, all the hotels that are anywhere close to the Donald E. Stevens convention center are booked. So if wow. you haven't, so if you haven't booked anything, you could be in trouble. So I just want to throw that out there. I, I saw that actually today. And luckily I I've already booked a room at the uh, Hilton garden Inn down the street. So, and that was, and I did that like right after the national this year, this past year, because everything else, you know, like the Doubletree and the Hilton and the Hyatt and all that stuff that are clo- that are like literally attached to it were sold out already, literally like a couple of days after the National. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting to, to see that. Is the demand more than last year or the same as last year? I don't know. I, I would say it's about the same, you know, judging on what I saw. Yeah, well, as we said, some part of it part of it is looking at cards. The other part is, you know, seeing folks you haven't seen for a while and, and getting to talk with folks and manufacturers and graders and stuff like that. So and it's not Atlantic City, so No, it's not. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my sticking with my thing from last year. I am never going back to Atlantic City, so so don't look for me in Atlantic City. Yeah, that was it was Oh, I, I, for you people that live up near there, it was terrible. I'm sorry. It was just freaking terrible. <laughs> it just, once you got a, once you got a block off the convention center and then yeah. anyway, that I don't want to talk about New Jersey. That's the last thing I want to do is okay. All right. New Jersey. So. so, so I got one more thing to talk yep. about real quick. That's that I thought was kind of newsworthy. Uh, Trackhouse Racing's team owner, Justin Marks said Wednesday, that the team will preserve Ross Chastain's car used at Martinsville last fall. That's awesome to me. He said that uh, the movement Martinsville, which has just been outlawed by NASCAR, was historic and the car should be kept as is. He said the sport is just not about the balance sheet. It's about passion and moments and the people. So, yippee, I don't know where it's going to land up at, if it's going to be at the Daytona, Motorsports Hall of Fame of America, or if it'd be in Talladega, or if it's going to be someplace else, but I would love to see that car. So that's cool. I'm glad they're saving it. Maybe it'll show up at NASCAR Hall of Fame. Or the Hall of Fame. Because they yeah. do, you know, they do exhibits all the time. So I'm not saying Yeah, I'm not saying he is or isn't a Hall of Famer, but uh, what I'm saying is that they have other exhibits that roll in and out. So Yeah, and that's a Hall of Fame worthy car. Because like I said, it, it's now been outlawed. You can't, you'll never be able to do that again. So that was a one and done thing. And, and it was absolutely the craziest thing in all my years of watching NASCAR that I have ever seen. I'm right there with you, man. When you look at it, it's like they spit up the video. It's like, no, it's just right place, right time. You know, as I said, you couldn't do that anywhere else. No. It was incredible. So I thought, I thought it was a Charlie Chaplin Keystone Cops video because, like you said, it was you thought it was sped up because he was going around it so fast and everybody else was so slow. It just it, it was just the weirdest thing. Because when I saw it, I'm going, "Why are they showing this in fast motion for?" Then I realized what was going on, and it's it, 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 it just amazing. But yeah, no, no more, ri- no more wall riding. Sorry, it's all done. And as I said before, if there was another car 
in that lane and that high lane, he couldn't have done that. He couldn't have. So the only he was able to pull that off is because everybody else was down below. Yep. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have pushed somebody else over the line. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the. I'm putting that in the, one of the top ten greatest moments in NASCAR history, no doubt. Like I said, it was the right place, right time. Probably it couldn't be done again. It's not going to be. So well, <laughs> it's a, it's it was the one and done, man. It's over. Even if it wasn't outlawed. Yeah. Well, I, I bet if it wasn't outlawed, somebody else would do it. It wouldn't be as cool as, as you know, Ross Chastain doing it, but somebody else would try to do it. But somebody would always ride the high line to make sure it would, you know, wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he couldn't come off the wall because he had so much momentum and inertia, I guess, against the wall that he couldn't have come down. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Anything else? Uh, that's really all I've got that's newsworthy. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, so-and-so is sponsoring so-and-so, but that's just, you know, just normal stuff that you see before the 500. Yeah. And if anybody is going to the Bush class and Liz Bush class, Bush light class, that the driver Q and a sessions are out on the website, not my web, not the NASCAR radio website, but, uh, NASCAR's web- website, um, for the driver Q and A's. So they're having a lot of stuff at the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum. So anybody going, check it out and want to be there. You know what? That reminds me of something else that we were talking about before the show. My son and his wife went to Myrtle Beach this past week uh, for for a honeymoon. And anyway, one day they went up to Darlington. And my son was talking to the lady at Darlington, and she said that NASCAR is going to be bringing in as many of the 75 top drivers. And I guess by that time they will have already voted on the 75 drivers or announced them, but they're going to bring as many of those guys as possible to Darlington for the Darlington race. So man, if you have a chance to go to Darlington, man, this may be the year. I mean, imagine all the autographs and things that you could get from these guys. Cause they, they may never be, you know, in any one place at one time again, like we're going to see at Darlington. So just want to throw that out there for you folks that are close, like you, Val. <laughs> yeah, don't even. <laughs> you got a family reunion coming up. Uh, uh, well, well, yeah, well. I should have known better to schedule it Labor Day. So, But anyway, I want to know about the lady. What was she wearing? Was she wearing black? I don't know. She may be too tough to tame. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't think you got anything else. No, man. You know what? You know what it's time for, right? What time is it? Dun, 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 dun. All right. This was a killer week for King's Court, man. There was a lot of cool stuff out there. Uh, it was so cool that I had to put put in two honorable mentions. So we're going to start off with the first one. This was uh, on the 29th of January, and I actually bid on this, but I am we are going to talk about this just a little bit as far as the way it was the auction was held. But anyway, it was they call it a very rare 1972 STP Bobby Allison. This card went out for bidding with 16 bids and ended up at $710. This is a tough card, and it's also it was also raw. Uh, if I had won it, which I did bid on it. You know, I would definitely, it would, it would definitely be heading to PSA because it looks pretty good overall. It would probably be a five or a six, probably, I would say. 
judging from what I can see there, unless there's, you know, any kind of crease or something we can't tell. But uh, the reason I would have bid higher than I bid. And the reason I didn't bid any higher is because it was a private listing. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest with you and all you folks out there, you know, and I'm sure you all know this as well. But to me, when you have those private listing auctions, there's a lot of room for hanky panky there, you know, shilling or whatever could happen. I'm not saying that happened on this, but there is the distinct possibility that those things can happen. So I was leery on bidding on this thing for that very reason. I would have bid more and I can guarantee every single one of you, if this had been a regular auction, I would have won it. So I would have seriously. But I, I was afraid to bid on it because I was afraid I, was going to, I might get get bid up by somebody that you can't tell is bidding you up. Right. So right. I, I didn't bid on it any higher than I did. Yeah, and no, I was going to say that it's rare. I think only four have been graded. I think there's only one, maybe seven and three fours or something like that. Not a lot of great examples and not a lot of no high grades in, in this. And this one, the, the Bobby Allison, this one card is tough. Yeah, it's very tough. It's tough. It's and all these cars are condition sensitive anyway. So, you know, congratulations to whoever got it. You know, I'll be watching the pop reports to see if it gets graded by PSA. Uh, but I would love to have had it. I just wasn't willing to spend the money on an auction where I couldn't see who uh, who I was bidding against. Yeah, that corner right there is, is the yeah. top. But uh, otherwise, back looks, looks clean too. So Yeah, there's no staining like, you know, those – weird yep. brown stains that we've seen on them in the past. So yeah, yep. anyway, so that, that's a nice card. So like I said, whoever, whoever got it, congrats. Now I did contact the seller. I had asked some questions about it. He said that he purchased them or purchased it. He has a email Langley as well, but in 1974 at Michigan Speedway and they were selling them. I think they were little baggies or something like that. So interesting. You know, that's, that, that, that's, that's good information to know right there. Yeah, so um, I, I was interested. I bid at it, but I, I mean, I bid on it, but it was like really low just so I can say I bid on it and uh, contact the seller and, and chat about it because I'm always interested in the in the story if something, how they how they acquired it. So, But he yeah, said I, uh, he purchased it as a kid in, um, in Michigan. It worked out for him. I just, I just wish he hadn't have done the private listing yeah. private listing that just that just really killed it for me it's like i just i just didn't feel like taking the chance and there'll be another one so i'm mm -hmm. gonna have to patiently wait that's that's part of the game so yeah it is <laughs> all right so let's move on to our next honorable mention of the week this was on the 28th of january and val and i were also both watching this one just to kind of see where, where it was going but this is a, it says rare collectible Uno NASCAR racing set, 30 cards. It went out for bidding and the cards look overall, they look pretty good. There's a few edges that look a little suspicious, but I think overall this was a great little set. Anyway, it went for $761 and one cent with 23 bids. So. So it looks really good, but when you kind of zoom in on some of the edges, you can see. Um, but again, it it looks good, and but we can't tell about the scuffing and stuff. So if you're going to get these graded, those backs right there, that black, 
they show the scuff. So, yeah, they really do. I mean, and that's what detracts from them. You might have one that looks really nice on the front, but you'll have that that those scuffs on the back of that black, and it just it just takes away from the grade. And for those who don't know, it has the uh, Richard Petty in there, Bobby Allison, rookies of Darrell Waltrip and Dale Hart Sr. Um, mm -hmm. Kyle Petty's also in it, uh, Tim Richmond, and Buddy Baker. Yeah, that's it's an awesome set. It's one that you just don't see very often. So any chance you can get to try to get a set or get some cards from that set, you know, I'm recommending you try to get them if you really want them because they are tough. Right, Val? Oh, yeah, very tough. All right, so I guess we can move on from the Uno set. Our Joker of the Week, it's the Joker because it made me laugh. I'll tell you that right now. This was on the 30th of January. It's a 2021 Topps Chrome F1 George Russell Gold, Gold Wave Refractor. It's autographed. It's out of 50. It's a PSA 10 with an authentic auto. The seller was asking... $13,500 for this card. He accepted a best offer. The best offer was $40. So I'm going to say, go, go ahead. I was going to say, it looks like it sold for $13,500. No. Mm -mm. I went, I went to uh 130 point and that's what it went for. 40 bucks. Wow. So this is definitely misleading because there's a lot auction has ended and it sold for 13,500. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. eBay has changed the way they display that now. You know, it used to be, you could tell that you could tell right, it was sold and it went for like a best offer. Yeah. But now it just shows that the, the price they were asking and doesn't, it's, it's, it's misleading. So you wow. have to go, you have to go look at all these things, but I, this is what I want to say about this. All right, people, you know, and you may not like what I say, but the get rich quick days of Formula One are over. All right. It's now finally you know, all the flippers and all the hype beasts and whoever have, you know, they made their money and they've left the collectors holding the bag on this stuff, which, you know, I hated if people bought it, bought in at a high price and it's gone down. I hate that for you. I'm sorry for that. But now I'm glad personally that prices have come down because I can afford to actually collect these cards as a collector and not as an investor. So uh, I think I think that the fact that this person had a pie in the sky, throw something on the wall price of thirteen thousand five hundred dollars and settle for 40. It's like what you said, Val. It was very misleading. And and I, that's I just don't condone that kind of behavior. Uh, it's just not the way I, I think people should act in this hobby. But maybe I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Wow. So, but kudos to whoever got it. It's a cool card. I like the card. I like uh, it's a nice looking card. It's a ten. It's got a good auto. I don't know why they didn't get the auto graded, but I guess you know you know that's just it cost extra. So you know what the heck. But yeah, I like the card. Congrats to whoever got it because I think you got it for a good price. Forty bucks. Good deal. Forty dollars. Wow. Yep. It's like a, that's what it costs grading. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. All okay. Right. So moving on to uh, the next one is this is our Jack, which is our young driver. This is on the 31st of January. It's Alec Alexander Albon 2020 Tops Dynasty F1 rookie card auto patch out of 10. It's got what I like about this card is it's got the SO logo on there. I think that's really cool looking card. It's really sharp. Yeah, I like that card a lot. But uh, they were asking a that or excuse me. They were asking $1,499 for this card, but they accepted a best offer of $1,000. So, you know, that's more reasonable right there. Wow, $1,000. Yeah, that's still, that's still maybe high, but. Well, I'm just, was going through my brain was these dynasty boxes were four or five grand. Yeah, I know it. Wow, how to take a $4,000 hit. I wouldn't buy a box of that for no money. I just I would just buy the cards I want <laughs> when I see them. Yeah, wow. Because you could get a team principal and be a hundred hundred dollar card, and you're you're way out of money at that point. Yeah, wow. That's that's a. I do love the logo. Yeah, that that patch is cool. Um, too bad we don't have our our patch identification department here tonight to help us tell where that went where it came from on his suit but yeah we'll have to see if we get him on retainer yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right so we're gonna get chat gb uh <laughs> gbt on it <laughs> yeah all right next all right next up is the queen of the week uh this is on also on the 31st of january it's a Haley deegan 2022 panini prism manga manga it's a super short print case hit. Wow. Um, they were asking $259.97 for this card, and they accepted a best offer of $225. Oh, okay. Not bad. So, again, very reasonable. N no, no crazy high price. Um, it's a pretty cool card. You know, as I've noted before, you know, one of the things I've noticed about these manga cards is the left to right centering is just way off on a lot of them. So if you're looking to get these cards graded, uh, watch out for that. Because you look at that one, you can tell that that the left is much wider than the right. So so beware of that. Just it's just, I mean, just so you know, I'm not I'm not trying to disparage any of these cards or anything, but that's it's just something I have seen. With these manga cards, there's a lot of off-centeredness. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing it's like 60-40, so that would be like a 9. Yeah, this would probably, at best, is going to be a PSA 9 if you wow. get it graded. But it's, cool. it's a cool card. I like the mangas. I'm, yeah, they're nice. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to wait till the hype's over and the price comes down a little bit, which it will, and try to find centered examples. So... You, you may be good against me. Yeah, I, I haven't, you know, seen a lot of the um, color blasts either. No, I haven't either. Now that you say that, the color blast would be I've much more rarer than, than the mangas. Than, yeah, than the color blast. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sounds yeah. So maybe maybe the color blasts are the ones that really be picking up right now. And there's a lot in this set. I think there's like 15 or something. Oh, yeah, this manga set's huge. It's got it's got all the females. I think it's got it's got uh, Haley. It's got Danica. It's got uh, Tony Bridinger. It's got uh, Natalie Decker. 
So it's it's got all, all the I think they're all in there. Wow. So plus all the regular drivers, you got Chase, you got Jimmy, you got the King, um, Kyle Bush. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of cup drivers. So yeah, it's a big set. Yeah, this is probably a set I'll go after, but it'll probably be next year when something yeah. else is out. <laughs> yeah, if something else is out and they come down. I'm with you, man. Because <laughs> like I'm sure like you, I'm I'd go and get you know the set graded and put it on the PSA set registry. Absolutely. So all right. All right. So next up's our king of the week. Uh this was on the 27th of January. It's and I didn't even see this come up. It must have got sold pretty quick. This is a 1972 STP Richard Petty rookie card. And it says great eye appeal, which I would have to agree. The eye appeal is not too bad. I think it probably has a crease in it somewhere, a mild crease to get a two. Uh, but this seller was asking $2,500 for this card. And they ended up selling on a best offer of $1,800 for a PSA two. So what does that make? There's a PSA nine out there. What does it make that PSA nine now? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If a if a two is eighteen hundred. Yeah, then, I think that nine when it sold sold for like fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's fifteen K when it sold back during the pandemic. Early um, on in the pandemic. Yeah. Was. But that's a it's a nice looking card. It is a nice looking card. It's got good. Uh, maybe idea, that like is, maybe that's the crease right there they're showing. Yeah, maybe. But it almost has to have some kind of crease in it. Uh, because I don't see a lot of paper loss. There's a little bit on some of the corners, but um, you know, you have to see a lot of paper loss on the back of it to for it to be a two. So it almost, you know, knowing PSA's grading standards, I think that there's a there's a light crease in that card. So do you so, see it right there? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah, I think you think you may be right. So yeah, it's a cool card though. It's the king. Uh, you know, we talked. This is, as everybody knows, this is our favorite set on NASCAR Radio. We love this set. We collect this set. Uh, I only need two cards. I need the uh, Bobby Allison <laughs> as I <laughs> hang my head down, and I need the Fred Lorenzen with his car. Uh, yeah, so I need a couple name. myself. So. So I'm just biding my time. Hopefully I can find them. I'm probably going to have to pay up for them, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yep. All right. So next up is our Ace of the Week. It's our one of one. This is on the 23rd of January. It's a 2022 Topps flagship Max Verstappen Superfactor one of one. It's a cool card, man. That's a super cool card. And uh, they were asking $8,000 for this card. Wow. And it, yeah, they're okay. Keep in mind, that's what they were asking. Well, it's raw, too. Yeah. It is raw. So you got to keep that in mind as well. I mean, it could grade a 10, it could grade a 9, it could grade an 8. You never know what it's going to be. To me, it looks like it could be a 10 from just what I saw. But anyway, they, they accepted a best offer. Of $3,500. So for a raw, and it's a one-on-one. And, and keep in mind, this is not like his base card. This is one of the, the race winning cards, you know, where it shows where he won 
won the Grand Prix of something something. What is it? Was it say um, Abu, Abu Dhabi? Yeah. But it's a nice. That's a beautiful card. I love that card. I mean, it just it just pops with, uh, you know, the gold border and you know it goes along with the suit and it just everything about that card to me is just really super nice. So whoever pulled it, I bet they were freaking out. I know I would have if I pulled that card. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I think it's a good. They got a good deal on it. I mean, the person who sold it sold it for a good, good yeah. price. I think. To your point is probably what 15, 18 max for stopping cards in there. So, yeah, yeah. So there's going to be quite a few, but still, I mean, there's only X number of one of ones in the set. So, like I said, it's 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 well centered. It looks good. I think it could grade a ten. You know, maybe we'll see it graded one day out there soon. Who knows? We'll have to I'll have to try to keep an eye out eye out for that one. All right. So last but not least, our Royal Flush. This is on the 25th of January. It's a 2021 Topps Chrome F1 Lewis Hamilton Portrait Auto. And it's number 31 of 74. And this card actually went out for bidding. I'm glad to see this because this really tells you more about the real price of some of these cards. Uh, it went out for bidding. It went for $4,254.20 with 35 bids. It's numbered out of 74. Yep, it's 31 of 74. That's a nice card. I like that card. There's a lot of nice Formula One cards that I really like. That's and that's one of them. Uh, I wish Lewis Hamilton had a better autograph. <laughs> but uh, kudos to whoever got it. I think uh, I think that you know the 4200 is. Eh, I guess it's probably about the right price for that card. I don't know, but it's it's a beauty. It's nice. It's it's uh. I'm just getting over like four thousand dollars for a sticker autograph. I know. I, I would much rather spend, on, if I had my choice, okay, if, it's a, if I had $4,000 to spend on that Lewis Hamilton or $4,000 to spend on a, a 72 STP card or a couple of cards, I'm definitely picking the STP cards because we know how rare those are. Right. So, there, and there's, no, there's not 74 of them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and of course, this is some manufactured scarcity. You, you know, we've talked about that before, but I mean, still, it it's it's a nice card. It looks fairly well centered. Again, it's a raw card, so I mean, who knows what it'll grade? You know, could be a ten, could be something else. But I like it. It's a nice card. Congrats to whoever got it. Yeah, it's yeah. I wouldn't turn it down in my collection. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but so that's it for this week's court, King's Court. Thank you, Logan. You're very welcome. I guess anything else uh, we missed that we haven't talked about? Hashtag skid marks, top freaking Gibbs. I need to come up. I got to make a note. Come on. <laughs> and um, my own for next uh, for this year as well. So yeah, we, but, we need a new hashtag or something. <laughs> but that's all I got, man. It's uh, It's been a good show. Yeah. Thanks uh, for everybody for uh, tuning in, watching. Uh, appreciate uh, you um, spending your time with us today. Again, if we, we were able to give you some information that to arm you with when you go into the shows this weekend. So we, like I said, appreciate it very much. If you like the video podcast, please uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Again, we read them, so we appreciate it. If there's nothing else, then um, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next week. We're out of here. <laughs>